Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun heat of sport for Monday, the 6th of June. Today, the Aussie ready to claim a golfing major, the Brumbies keep the Aussie flag flying in the Super Rugby, and the insane records set by both winners of the French Open. But first, George Ferocious Cambosis Jr. walked into the ring at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne yesterday for his light heavyweight championship fight against American Devin Haney with three of the four division championship belts. But he walked away having to hold his pants up. From Las Vegas, Nevada, USA, now the universally recognized undisputed lightweight champion of the world, Devin the Dream Haney. Cambosis said goodbye to his three belts as Haney became the lightweight division's first ever unified champion, winning by unanimous decision and maintaining his perfect professional record with 28 wins from 28 fights. You be perfect. Haney's pre-fight preparation was given a boost by the last-minute arrival of his father and coach Bill, who was granted permission to travel to Australia at the 11th hour, despite a felony drugs conviction. Cambosa's prep, on the other hand, was rocked after he failed to make weight the day before the fight. Of 135.36 pounds, 0.36 above the light weight limit, George Cambosis Jr. will have two hours to make the weight. Cambosis eventually came back a few hours later having shed the necessary grams, but it perhaps hinted at the direction the fight would go, as Haney looked the superior fighter throughout the 12 rounds. The American keeps the gloves low, Ooh, on the chest, oh. puts one on Cambosis' chin and follows up with the left. Clean shots, clean scoring shots. The vanquished Cambosis was humble in defeat, personally handing the championship belts to Haney in the ring, but confident in the knowledge that despite the loss, a rematch clause that was included in the fight contract means he'll have a chance to exact revenge and reclaim his titles later this year. Respect to him, respect to boxing. This is boxing and uh, you fight the best, win, lose or draw, this is what about. I've always been about fighting the best and uh, I gave him a shot. We do it again. So Haney walks away with the belts, but Cambosis walks away with one mission in mind. Revenge. It's time for the tennis tours to say au revoir to the clay courts and hello, governor, to the grass ones, because the French Open has been run and won for another year. First off, the women's champion is... It's a stunning victory for Sviantec. Women's world number one, Poland's Iga Sviantec, claimed her second French Open crown, defeating American teenager Coco Goff in straight sets and in the process, extending her current winning streak to 35 games straight. The longest in the women's game for over two decades. 20 years. Pretty impressive work by the 21-year-old Pole, but not quite as impressive as this 36-year-old Spaniard. In the early hours of this morning, Rafael Nadal won his 14th French Open title and Grand Slam number 22 overall. Nadal crushed Norway's Kasper Ruud in straight sets to continue his frankly ridiculous run at the clay court Grand Slam. Every time Rafa has made the final over the last 18 years, he has won. And since first winning the tournament as a 19-year-old in 2005, there have only been four occasions that he hasn't held the trophy aloft. And for me, have this trophy uh, next to me again uh, means everything. No? So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, emotional. Uh, <laughs> victories, without a doubt. Uh, 
unexpected in some way. Uh, very happy, no. Nadal admitted in his post-match press conference that he'd been receiving painkilling injections into his foot before each match, which basically left him playing with one foot asleep. Because of an injury, it wasn't just because he was looking for a way to challenge himself. Thank the rugby gods for the Brumbies. Tom Banks in his final game in Canberra seals it. And Australia's best super side are off to the semi-finals. The ACT Brumbies 35-25 win over the Wellington Hurricanes in their Super Rugby quarterfinal not only kept their hopes of winning the title alive, but more importantly, stopped it from being an all-New Zealand final four. It would have been horrible. Yeah, it would. The other two Aussie franchises were smashed in their quarterfinals, with the Reds going down to the Crusaders 37-15 and the Chiefs dismantling the Waratahs 39-15. So the Brumbies literally had the hopes of a nation riding on their shoulders. And despite going behind in the first half, clawed their way back to keep the Australian flag flying in the comp. Well, what's the bad news? The bad news is that they've set themselves up a semi-final against the defending champion Blues next Saturday. Those guys are awesome. Hey, let's play some golf. Today, Perth's Minju Lee is one decent round away from claiming her first ever US Open title. Lee takes a three-shot lead into today's final round and will be in the day's final pairing, along with second-placed American Mina Harrigay. Heading into the final round of the US Open three-shot lead, can you remember another time when you were kind of in this position? No, it's the US Open. Stupid questions from journalists aside, Minji is perfectly placed to claim her second major title, particularly when you consider that the last three times the tournament has been played at the Pine Needles Golf and Country Club, the leader going into the final round has held on to win the tournament. And if she does, she'll become just the third Aussie to win the tournament after Jan Stevenson and more recently... And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for the day. And don't forget, game two of the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors is on today. Can the Warriors hit back and square the series? Find out tomorrow on the scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you then. Listener.